0: A few weeks ago, I received a picture in the mail that had long been lost of my great-grandparents on my mom's side of the family. And apparently, it was my great-great-grandparents who left Germany and came to the, the States in 1830. They arrived in Baltimore and settled in a small farming community in central Ohio, set up their farms, and soon established a church. When I think of people like that, who did what they did, and countless others, I can't help but ask the question, why? Why did they leave their homeland? Why did they take the risk of traveling across the ocean? Why did they end up settling in the communities that they did? In our ancestry history, here's a description that gives a little indication as to why. They came to escape poverty and high taxes for the hope of starting a new life in a new land. But mostly, they were seeking religious freedom. They wanted to be free to teach the faith to their children without fear of persecution. Summed up in one word, here's why faith. They wanted to live their lives by faith. And you know, that's not at all unlike the list of people that are mentioned for us in the first reading today from Hebrews chapter 11. These are all people who lived by faith. And so I think it's appropriate to ask ourselves the question today, well, what is faith? And in doing so, I think Hebrews 11 gives to us some insight on that. And first of all, the writer of Hebrews gives to us a description of faith. And in that description, he says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. That is how faith is described. But maybe before exploring more of what that looks like, let's be clear about what that faith doesn't look like. For instance, faith is not some positive feeling that you have. Faith is not a blind optimism whereby someone simply says, don't worry, things are going to be okay, I have faith. Faith that the the writer of Hebrews is talking about is not wishful thinking that everything's just going to turn out all right. Faith is not a generic belief where you say, I believe in God. Because let's remember the devil also believes in God. But believing in the existence of a God is one thing, but believing that God dramatically changes your life through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is another thing. Those four things I just mentioned are not what faith was meant to be understood as based on what the writer of Hebrews is telling us. But here in faith, here in Hebrews 11, we do have a description of faith, and I'd like to highlight two words, the first of which, not surprisingly, is the word faith. There's a true story that's told about a missionary who was working with uh, a group of people trying to translate the Gospel of John. He was struggling to find the right word for the word faith In the language of the people that he was working with. At one point, as he was working on this translation, he was sitting in a chair. He leaned back in the chair, put his feet up, and he was balancing himself on the back two legs of that chair. And he turned to the translator that that he was working with, and he asked him, what am I doing? And the man gave him a word that he was told when translated means to lean your whole weight upon. And the man said, that's what faith is. And so in the language of those people, John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever leans his whole weight on him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a description of faith. But I think the other word that stands out here in this verse is the word assurance. And in the Greek language, the same word that is used here also refers to a legal document verifying ownership of property. So, for instance, you can say you own a piece of property, but when you hold on to the uh, deed, that's supposed to be the assurance that that property is yours. So the writer of Hebrews is telling us that faith is the assurance. It is the proof. It is the confidence. It is the tangible verification of the hope you have in Jesus Christ. That you hold on to. In Hebrews chapter 11, the writer of Hebrews gives to us a description of faith. But in Hebrews 11, the writer also gives to us a demonstration of faith. As far as a demonstration of faith is concerned, one thing we see in the lives of the people that are highlighted in Hebrews 11 here is their response to faith. So I'm just using Abraham as an illustration here. And the writer of Hebrews says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Abraham heard God's call. Abraham followed God's call. Abraham obeyed God's call. In other words, Abraham demonstrated his faith in his response i think we see the same thing a few verses after that by faith abraham when tested when god tested him offered isaac as a sacrifice now think again about that situation that we read in genesis after all the years of abraham waiting for a son After all the years of not only waiting for a son, but being told by God that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, after finally being given a son, Isaac, after all that time, God tested Abraham by telling him to offer Isaac as a sacrifice. And by the sheer fact that Abraham was willing to do what God asked him to do, demonstrated his faith in responding to God. But not only was Abraham's demonstration of faith seen in his response, it was also seen in his persistence. We're reminded that Abraham and his sons lived like foreigners in a strange land. They kept moving from place to place, always looking for the land of promise that God had promised them, but they never found it. In fact, the writer of Hebrews says all these people were still living by faith when they died. They demonstrated their faith with their persistence. Hebrews 11 gives to us a description of faith. Hebrews 11 gives to us a demonstration of faith. But when you look at closely at each person that's listed in Hebrews 11, we see how faith also makes a difference in the lives of these people. And faith continues to make a difference in the lives of people still today. We mentioned that this weekend we are remembering a historical event in the history of our church that's called the Reformation. In his day, Martin Luther was challenged some of the teachings and practices of his church in that day based upon what he believed the Bible was teaching. And at one point, Luther was asked to take back, to retract, to recant everything that he had said, everything that he had written. But at the risk of his own life, this is how he responded. Unless I'm convinced by proof from Holy Scripture, I can neither retract anything or take it back. Here I stand. I can do no other, so help me God. The reason that Luther said this was because Jesus made a difference in his life. A member of our ESM school faculty shared a letter that she recently received from a friend of hers who was living in Israel when the bombs went off. And I wanted you to listen to a portion of the letter that she wrote. I woke up last Saturday morning to a beautiful sunny day in Old Jerusalem, where I was spending time with a study group from around the world. As we were planning our day, a siren like I had never heard before blared across the city. Our local leader shouted, everyone into the bomb shelter. I ran quickly with the others down steep stone steps into an underground room. We began to hear the sound of artillery and bombs detonating nearby. Word quickly spread that terrorists had invaded Israel about an hour south of us. Communication from the south described horrendous executions and the taking of vulnerable families as hostages. Through social media, photos were shared of missiles flying over our heads and the fires that were going on in the streets nearby. Strangely, I had no fear. My emotions were on high alert, but terror, no. After a period of time waiting there from a corner of the bomb shelter came a soft refrain of amazing grace. It wasn't long before all 40 of us began to sing songs of worship one after the other in four different languages, even while we were still trying to figure out what to do next. She goes on to talk about the fact that she was able to to leave the country a few days after that, and she arrived safely home back here in the States, and she ended her letter this way. I am forever changed. Sitting in a bomb shelter with missiles flying overhead, I was grateful to know what I believed. I did not have to worry about what would become of me after death. Why? Because I had faith in these things. There is a God, and I am not him. The the God of the Bible is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving, and his thoughts and purposes are higher than mine. God does not cause suffering, but in the midst of it, he refines me and loves me and gives me hope. He cares about the details of our lives and makes himself known to us in small and big ways, even in a bomb shelter. And my hope is ultimately in Jesus Christ alone. Therefore, I can live with unanswered questions and unimaginable depths of evil in the world, knowing who it is who wins in the end. Jesus. That's a demonstration of faith for someone where Jesus has made a difference in her life. Remember the song, Oh, When the Saints Go Marching In? Oh, When the Saints Go Marching In, Oh, Lord, I want to be in that number when the saints go marching in. I want to be in that number. Why? Because Jesus has made a difference in my life. How was it that when Abraham was called by God to go to a place he did not know he went. It was because Abraham lived by faith, and Jesus made a difference in his life, and he said, count me in. I want to be in that number. How was it that even at the risk of his own life, Martin Luther would not deny the truth of God's word and said, here I stand, so help me God was because Luther lived by faith and he believed that Jesus made a difference in his life and he said, count me in. I want to be in that number. How is it that a woman who was hunkered down in a bomb shelter with bombs going off overhead held on to the only real assurance that she believed that she had, which was Jesus? It was because she lived by faith and she believed that Jesus made a difference in her life And she said, count me in. I want to be in that number. How is it that my ancestors and maybe many of your ancestors left their homeland, came to a place that they had never been before to set up the new life here in order to be able to continue to confess their faith in Jesus Christ? It was because they lived by faith and they believed Jesus made a difference in their life and they said, count me in. I want to be in that number. You and I know that the times we are living in today are not easy times. You and I know that there is a lot of unrest all around the world these days. You and I know that there is fear and uncertainty, not only internationally, but in our own country, with the uncertainty of knowing what may happen next. So maybe, all the more reason to be very clear these days, Lord, I want to be in that number. So count me in. There's a display in the Welcome Center. I mentioned it last weekend in the message. And there's several cards there as just illustrations of ways that you and I can say as a part of this church in an uncertain time in the world by which we live, count me in. Count me in to worship regularly. Count me in to read God's Word and to grow in my faith. Count me in to confess my faith in Jesus Christ. Count me in to share with people in my faith family my favorite Scripture passage. Count me in to make a declaration of my financial pledge for 2024 for the ministry of what God is doing in this place. Count me in to be a part of this church living out our mission of connecting people to Jesus and to others. Count me in. Lord, I want to be in that number. Why? Because I believe Jesus had made a difference in my life. Because I believe my response, even even these kind of responses, are a demonstration of my faith in Jesus. and Because I believe, having confidence in Jesus, assurance in Jesus, hope in Jesus, really does describe the faith that he's given to me. And so like those who have gone before me, who did not know what was going to happen, nevertheless, they put a stake in the ground and they said, count me in. I want to be in that number. May you and I demonstrate the same until the Lord returns again. In Jesus' name, amen.